and welcome to episode 5, the still cute toddler episode of the Hot Toy Cast. The classy, sharply named and altogether upmarket podcast where you use your ears to listen and learn about all things high-end collectible action figures from the likes of Hot Toys, Enter Bay, A3 Toys and Sideshow Collectibles. Every month or so, your host and I will review and discuss the latest news and releases from those companies that make action figures that we could only dream of as kids. Now, if you will, allow me to introduce your most honourable hosts. My name is Master Eamon O'Donoghue, also known as Eamon on Toy Boards. I'm Master Jeff Parker, also known as Wookstra on many a toy board. Uh, I'm Master James Doble, also known as Jack Sparrow. And this is Master Michael Crawford, better known as just plain old Michael Crawford at MWCToys.com. Cool. We four are lovers and collectors of action figures that cost us an arm and a leg, or perhaps an organ or two. Now, people, let us delight your ears with a review on the Enter Bay Bruce Lee, which I believe Jeff and Mike now possess. Indeed, yeah. I remember uh, just after Christmas we uh, we did our last uh, podcast. I know Mike had received his by then. He'd had it had it for a while. Uh, I just got mine uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was a bit of a surprise delivery. Uh, I had one of those great kind of like uh, emails telling me that I had uh, um, something on the way, but I didn't know who it was from or whatever because it was from the mailing company rather than Enterpay. But uh, that was a pleasant surprise. What, when you saw the box, what were you hoping it was going to be? Well, I have to admit, when I saw the big box, I was very much like Mike. I was thinking, oh my God, please let it be the Joker. Please let it be the Joker. Um, <laughs> but that said, I'm, I mean, I'm a Bruce Lee fan as well. So when, once I opened it, I was like, yeah, great. That, that's pretty cool, actually. Uh, like Mike, I was slightly um, upset with the amount of um, accessories. I thought he could do with a few more. Uh, and I was slightly perturbed that both heads were looking off uh, to the right. Um, again, I think, you know, it's fine. I, I do like heads that look off in one direction, but I think the fact that we've got two would have been nice to have had one that was oh, at least it? one that was looking forward. Both heads are looking to the right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, I mean, it's nice. It, it, when you're posing him, it does kind of, you know, it, well, it does it look limits. forward. Yeah, well, yeah, it kind of limits what you do, though. Absolutely, yeah. Because with both um, heads, you're going to only be able to do sort of the same kind of poses. Yeah, yeah. Which was which was my only kind of real kind of gripe with it. You know, that and, and the fact that I thought a couple more accessories would have been nice, but um, but the overall sculpt I was blown away with. And it's a really really lovely sculpt. Um, one of the few times where it's a sculpt not by Arnie Kim that I'm thinking actually yeah they've they've really caught Bruce there. Um, nice detailing on the hair as always. Enter Bay are really kind of like up there in the with the big boys when it comes to paintwork these days. They're uh, they're certainly uh, in a, in the same league as Hot Toys and sometimes I think they they just pull ahead occasionally. Um, so uh, no, they're, they're they're doing really well there, um, and on the whole, yeah, really impressed. The, t- the detailing on the uh, on the outfit, I think, is really nice as well. Some nice uh, nice tailoring there, which is um, again, it's one of those classic things where when you've got that slightly bigger scale, although it's only quarter scale, it does just make um, material kind of fall slightly better and just makes everything look slightly more realistic, particularly when you're photographing it. Um, so yeah, I was I was really impressed. The only the only thing I was slightly uh, annoyed about was when I opened it up. Um, I don't think it was an ex-display model or anything, but there's, is there meant to be like a cardboard sleeve around it? Did you get that, Mike? Kind of that goes around uh, the styrene. Yes, there, there's a cardboard sleeve, yeah, mine, just mine, like there is with the others. Yeah, mine didn't have one. It was just uh, maybe it was an oversight. Maybe it was just something that wasn't done in the factory. I don't know, but uh, no, mine was certainly yeah, yeah, no, there was a cardboard sleeve. Yeah. Oh. The thing, the thing I, I, I was really impressed with. And this goes back to the. Um, the T-800, again, was when I first got these quarter-scale figures, was that, okay, you know, they've got ratcheted joints, which, which limit things a little bit, 
But there again, because of the scale, I can understand that you know you you don't want them to be falling over all the time. But the thing I was really impressed with the quarter scale stuff is that they are basically scaled up one six in as much as the figures are fully functioning. You know, the articulation is all there, the double knees, the double elbows, wherever, wherever they can fit it in, um, <clears throat> and the wrist pegs. And I mean, the neck articulation is really cool. So it, it really has kind of I think redefined what Sideshow were doing really well. You know, a few years back with their um, with their what, what do they call it the um, the, 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 big, the big scale statues, mixed media ones. That's the one. Yeah, um, I mean, I, premium I format. Premium format. That's premium it. Format, premium yep. format. Um, and I remember when they were when they first kind of brought them out years ago. I mean, that was kind of like about the time when they, was Van Helsing one of the first ones. I think it was. Uh, well, actually, one of the first, the, the very first ones they did were the Universal Monsters. They did. Oh, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember them ringing out Van Helsing because obviously the film kind of wasn't too popular, and I remember that you couldn't <laughs> get rid of them for a. For anything, and uh, they, you know, they were like knocking around for like you know cheaper than one six prices in the end. Um, but yeah, I, I think the fact that one quarter scale has now moved into this whole new arena where you know everything's articulated has, has really kind of like piqued my interest because um, I've never been big on the whole statue thing. I mean, you know, I've got a few, and there are a few that I really like, and there's a few that I wish I'd owned. I mean, I'd love the uh, the indie um, premium formats that Sideshow did; they were really cool. Yeah, they were nice. But, um, but no, it's. Uh, I was really. I'm really impressed on, on the whole with the quarter scale stuff. I think it's. Um, I think it's one of those things where I don't know what Enterbay's long term game plan is because obviously they've got the one six scale figures coming out for uh, Django, which look very impressive. Um, mm-hmm. So you know there's still an arena that they're uh, they're playing in very competently. But I wonder if long term, if you know, if their game plan will be to to become the masters of quarter scale. And until Hot Toys actually brings something out, we'll, we'll, we won't know. Uh, just you know, how how out there and alone they we. Well, that that's it, isn't it? I mean, you, you, we we're kind of set here waiting. And I think, I mean, there, there's a side of me that's like thinking that we haven't seen a Hot Toys one fourth in hand yet by anyone. Yeah. And I'm thinking that you know, Hot Toys, you know, I like I, I in an ideal world, maybe I'd, for some reason, just to keep it nice and simple, I like the idea of Interbay just dealing in one six, and I just have to worry about Interbay's one sixth. And then yeah. I just do the hot toys on on on, on uh, sorry on interbase on one fourth, and then I do the with the hot toys on one sixth, and keeping that kind of nice and simple. Yeah. But when when hot toys start booting out their one fourth, it's going to be like, oh, it's going to get a little hairy decision wise yeah. and, and stuff yeah. like that. Especially uh. we, we we know that interbase are really our hot toys have got they've got the the Dark Knight Rises, which looks amazing, uh, mm-hmm. and they've got we have only seen one picture of it a Terminator 1 the, the police shootout Terminator 1 yeah. which is the one that's really piqued my interest but again we, mm. haven't, we haven't seen anything more they're, they're quite slow in, in revealing pics of the full on mm. one, one, uh, one fourth scale stuff so let, let us it's very easy for us to sit back and say yeah Enterbay are destroying the one fourth market not that there's much of a one fourth market out there but it's like wow it's hard to see how you can do how, how you can like better some of these figures but I, I wouldn't sit back just yet and think that uh, they have cornered the market just yet yeah. until we see what Hot well, Toys' efforts are going to be yeah I'd have to say that I mean there's still a lot of improvements they can make on the body while it's a poseable body it's not it is not as good as either Interbase six scale body or Hot Toys six scale body. It just doesn't flow as well. Um, those ratchety joints they used on the Joker. Are we going to talk about the Joker too? Because boy, I hate those. You're you're forced yeah. into, you know, only being able to pose them in certain spots. So and and the the difficulty in swapping them on the Joker, which was earlier than Bruce, 
and then you get to Bruce and the hands practically just kind of fall off. So, mm. you know, there's some things about the body that they really need to, especially at this price point, you know, you're talking yeah. 300 plus dollars. Uh, they need to really get that down. Now, I thought Bruce was an amazing sculpt. Like, like Jeff said, those eyes all looking off to the same direction is kind of annoying because it really limits the point of having a second head. You went through all that trouble to give me two heads, give me something I can do something different with. Um, but the sculpt and the paint were outstanding. They really were amazing. Uh, Enter Bay is reaching that same level that Hot Toys is at. But, you know, he doesn't have a complicated costume. I'm talking about Bruce now. Yeah. And he doesn't have very much in terms of accessories. So you're talking about $300 is a lot. You know, yeah, he's six inches taller, but uh, he, he... Hello? Oh, did we did we, we lose Mike there? I mean, you know. Oh, sorry, Mike. Could you say, could you say it again for us? There we kind of lost you for two seconds. Uh, I was just saying that there is really room for improvement still. Jeff mentioned that that uh, the premium format figures as well, and I'll I'll tell you, I have my Joker on the shelf uh, with other premium format figures, um, and uh, the sculpt and paint and an outfit are gorgeous. But again, that underlying body, when you've got that sculpted musculature below, um, the bodies just look better. The clothes hang better. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And so so they've got a ways to go on that body. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, uh, uh, James, you've got a, you've got your first one-fourth scale, don't you? Or do you have two of them now? Uh, I've got five. You have? Four. No, actually, in, in hand, actually. What ones you oh, have yeah. actually at home. Uh, I've got Rambo, oh, um, yes, the, got Rambo the yeah. first Terminator, um, who I just got, and then Batman and the Joker. Ah, uh, right, okay, okay. So, and I, I think just, just to address um, what Mike said about the body, I found um, that they start out that, especially in the legs, um, they seem real ratchety um, and kind of, uh, kind of limited until you um, loosen them up a little bit. I had to do that with the Joker. Um, I just kind of sat and worked the legs side to side for um, a couple minutes and it uh, keeps a pose better. You get like a little bit better range of motion after you kind of work the joints a little bit on them. Right. So can I just ask, that, I take it the Joker has ratcheted legs in because I know obviously I haven't got hold of that and I've got Bruce and he's got very smooth moving legs. Oh, does he? Yeah, they just, they just kind of pose. Yeah, no, the, the Joker has, has the clicky joints. Yeah. Especially right. at the hips and the knees. All right, yeah, because I, I say I was really impressed with with the way Bruce moved from the legs down. Obviously, um, the only the only real problem I had with the articulation Bruce was I was thought it was a shame they didn't have anything within the torso because he's obviously got a rubber torso, so they could have hidden uh, some abs kind of movement in there or, or some upper kind of like body movement. But it's quite stiff uh, the whole of the body. But all right, does, that, the, was, does he not like mid mid torso articulation? Does the chest not fold? Does the chest not Bru have a different? Bruce rotation? doesn't know. He's pretty stiff. He's kind of. I've got him in my hands now as we're talking, and I'm I'm trying to force it. And I'm thinking if I was to really push that, I'd probably just hear a snapping sound. Right. Yeah. Don't, um, don't do that. <laughs> so I won't do that. Um, but right. no, no. It's, I mean, as I say, on the whole, I've managed to get some great poses out of it. And really they put the arms but, um, there a little bit, Jeff. You'll notice that the arms you can't really get them, bring them together as far. So if you're trying to bring the hands close together in any kind of pose, um, you know, I noticed that when I was trying to use the nunchucks because anything where the nunchucks were were a little more realistic around his yeah. shoulders, you couldn't really get the hand from the one side over to the other side of his body uh -huh. because the, 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 the shoulders are pretty basic. Yeah. Shoulders. You know, we have seen a lot more complex shoulders these days in one six-scale figures. Yeah. This reminds me of a six-scale body five years ago. Well, and the shoulder joints on that one, 
uh, are a little different, at least on the newer ones, from what I've noticed, they're different than, like, on the original T-800. Um, those have kind of uh, those uh, joints in the shoulders that allow the arms to move forward and backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. I wonder is is there because is it because of the size that there's a limitation on the kind of articulation that the kind of can use? Because I've noticed. As I well would assume on, they did it. I would assume they did it with Bruce because of the look. Yeah, they're trying to probably make yeah. the shoulder as simple as possible for people who pose him in the t-shirt, the the, the tank top. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. And also, I think because of because of his physique and a lot of it's on shows with the shorter sleeves and the jacket, they they've gone for like the there's no double elbow on this one. Um, which again, oh, I like right. kind of really nice. He's got like the Rambo kind of arms. Yeah, it's more like a kind of muscle body arm um, oh, right, kind yeah, of design. Gotcha. Which I, I do like, <coughs> but I guess it, it does it does it does hinder the, the, the articulation quite a bit. I mean, I've noticed yeah. now the difference between like the two Terminators that you know the the, ter- the battle damage Terminator two is quite less articulated than the other oh, really? Terminator. Yeah. So oh, is it? Bit. Yeah, the, the 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 upper torso doesn't. It it the whole torso kind of moves. Now, kind of, it can dip down into his waist, and you can kind of crouch him down over a little bit. But you can't really crouch his torso that much. You can't really kind of get him lunged over that that kind of way. So, I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. That, um, it's these kinds of questions that you'd love to actually ask, and uh, someone like Enter Bay Bill, you know, are, are, are there there are there practical reasons for these? Or are you guys just trying to do a process of elimination whereby it's cost versus effectiveness versus you know, articulation. You know, is it all these kinds of little? Yeah. Does each different factor like you know? Well, we have to have Bruce Lee because people want to get him to this kind of pose. But then, you've stopped. You've given him this kind of muscular body, and it's like, what are they weighing up there? You know. The thing yeah. I find bizarre is that we're thinking back to like the days when I was first kind of got into like the more high end stuff when Sideshow were you know everything came out on on the buck originally. Um, they were you know they they didn't have a, a stable of bodies to change and. Uh, Obviously, the new quarter scale stuff—they have to um, pretty much design a new body for pretty much every figure at the moment. Because obviously, Bruce is slightly shorter, and the physique of different figures means that they can't always use the same one. So, Arnie and, uh, and Batman—and I, I don't know what the, the Joker's body's been like—but they're all kind of um, pretty unique to the figure. So, it's 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 a, the design process means that you know they have to design a new articulated body for each figure. I'm sure uh, I'm sure that as this uh, evolves and as they create more and more figures, they'll be able to. Pluck ones off of the shelf for, for more and more, you know, that fit the physique. But yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's obviously quite an expensive process for them. And as you say, it's a process of elimination, trying to find which ones work best, which ones get the best reactions. Yeah. Um, but I was quite surprised when you said that the new um, Tier Hundred, because obviously I haven't seen that, is uh, is less articulated than the original. But again, I suppose it's because of the amount of battle damage and yeah. the amount of flesh that's on show that needs to show all the. Uh, the, the, the endoskeleton underneath. Yeah, I think I think the metal plate on the chest obviously hinders it from being. Being able yeah. to articulate the whole, the whole chest, right? So, <coughs> yeah. based on that, then, I mean, what, in your opinion, and all of your opinion, then would be the finest kind of? This is the kind of body type we need to be aiming with with some of these figures. I mean, obviously, Hot Toys now have made quite a few different bodies. What is, what is the best kind of body to be kind of having, or or is it is it a case of you just have to really think about the limitations of each figure? Like, can could we get an Arnie? big muscular huge body to be as poseable say as say like I found the blade the Hot Toys blade to be extremely yeah. poseable mm. and I think it's, yeah it's down to what they're wearing isn't it as to what you can get away with if, if something's on show then people want the big muscular arms to be kind of like uh, they don't want all the, the double elbows on show yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm personally not so particularly at one six I collect actual figures you know I collect dolls and actual figures so I don't mind about visible articulation 
But I know a lot of people are bothered by it, particularly at Quarterscale, where you're, you're kind of getting into that realm of it being part statue, part action figure. Uh, and I think, you know, the aesthetic is that people want as few joints on shows as possible. And as long as they're wearing clothes like the Joker, there's no reason you can't have a whole mess of articulation underneath there. Um, but people like Bruce, obviously, and, and uh, to a degree the T800, where you've got kind of like different limbs on show, then, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's where the ball value kind of changes a bit, from, from my perspective. So based, so that's it. No, if that's all, everyone has to say on Bruce Lee, enter base Bruce Lee, one fourth scale figure. Any any other comments on it? Any other? The, I noticed the the, the the fists are slightly the articulation on the fist is slightly unique there on Bruce Lee, where there's a bit, a bit of a kind of a more of a. I'm just looking at the photo because I don't have them in myself, but I'm having yeah. at the photograph where the articulation on the fist is just a little slightly different from some of the other ones. I think where it's usually on the other ones it's just like a round end to the the stump of the the wrist, but yeah. on the Bruce Lee there's like a curve to it, and there's it, what's that about? Yeah, I mean it's just they, they've curved the back of the hand slightly so that it works well with the with the kind of paint ball joint, ah. uh, which is a usual wrist joint. It just means, that, as you say, you can kind of flick it back slightly further without it kind of butting up against the arm. Gotcha. But um. But no, I think I'm pretty much. Set, I've said everything I wanted on on the Bruce here. The one thing I will say is I love his slippers, the karate slippers. Again, <laughs> simple, simple little thing, but you know they're just really cool. But, you know, it's one of those little 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 Easter eggs that when you like, you know, having a look at everything, oh, that is just really nicely observed. Just really simple pair of shoes, but really well done. Excellent, excellent, cool. All right, well, that could gently nudge us on, then, I think, to uh, speaking about, well, one of my most anticipated figures of like all time. Is Enter Bay? We're going to discuss another Enter Bay item, which will be the Enter Bay T800 Battle Damaged. And uh, I just got this like t- two weeks ago, and uh, I have to say this is truly one of the finest things I own. I'm absolutely blown away by it. Um, I'll talk about uh, as we were just talking about the articulation. I'll talk about the articulation on the, on the Sarney one. Um, he does seem a little bit less articulated than than the T800, but you know I, I'm open to correction on there. You got to remember as well. I'm a little bit uh, nervous when it comes to posing my figures, but I don't when I'm bending his arm and I haven't taken off his clothes. You know, it you don't the the forearm cannot bend up as high as 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 the T as the first Terminator from Interbay. You know, we could really lean. The rifle on his yeah, shoulder. Yeah. On this, on, it uh-huh. doesn't. It doesn't. You can't do that. Uh, I will say though that the wrists seem really nicely articulated. I mean, you can get a really nice, good range of mo- mo- uh, movement on the wrist, despite the fact that it has those kinds of gloves with the ends that come over the the wrist stump and things. Um, and as I said as well, that I mean, again, I haven't tried to force it too much. And again, I don't take the clothes off them, but and it, I ca- I'm feeling the whole torso here under his jacket, and there is no separate. Uh, breastplate, you know, there's no separate yeah. chest mid mid torso articulation on this guy at all because of huh. of the metal uh, uh, battle damage of the the, uh, the the endoskeleton peeking through the, his chest his chest cavity there, um, and so yeah, so there is that. But he does have a slight. It does have, feel that he has a ball on the whole upper torso, meaning that you can crouch, bend the whole body down a little bit. So there is that, and I don't think. The first Terminator has a kind of a ball jointed on on the waist there. Does it? Does it, James? Do you I'm just, just trying to remember. Uh, I, I yeah, I think he does. You uh, think he's, got, he's got a ball joint, so he's got. A, we we know he's got the mid torso articulation, but does he have the actual ball jointed articulation down there? Because I haven't actually mine's. Uh, I don't know. He's in the case. I don't want to go grab yeah, him out. I, I, I know I, he crunches. I don't know when he's going to have a crunch. But it does make up for it. So it did. I mean, that that that's the thing. I was like, it, it does make up for it. you. Can you can really lean his body to the side? You can lean it back, lean it forward. So it it, it you can you can yeah. tilt the body. So 
because that was I was I was actually quite quite worried about. Oh, he's not going to be as articulate, but you know that does compensate for it somewhat. And one other thing that slightly uh, slightly annoys me is that no, I'm not well up in my. Um, may not be as uh, well up as others on their T800 uh, schematics and the whole how the whole chassis operates but the way the knee is articulated it, it's surprising it, it's surprising where it bends where it decides to make the bend at the knee because it has a kind of a square rectangular block that you'd think that that's what part would tilt forward to bend the knee and it doesn't mm-hmm. it has a it has a, it's underneath that is where it bends so I kind of thought that if you bent the knee, I thought that cool little triangly or a, a rectangular piece would kind of protrude out further from the knee, from the hole in the in the thingy. But it doesn't. It, the, the leg actually articulates from underneath that bit, which 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 was a little odd. Um, after that, what we have here, in my opinion, is oh another bad thing was um, uh, was the, uh, people were complaining about was the the broken arm, the broken off arm that he had that he gets trapped under the cog that he rips off and breaks off himself. So and how, you know, it kind of, it didn't flay out, or it, it, it kind of looked a bit gun-like, and I was like, yeah, it does actually do a little bit, but once you get it, you can flay out those wiry bits, and give it that really sense of, you know, because admittingly, um, Hot Toys' Battle Damage T-800 did have, an, the, the stump of the arm did look rather good, the whole Battle Damage ripped off uh, hand and arm bit looked rather good, but on yeah. this one, it was like when we first saw things, we were like, oh, that was, that was the first thing. Everyone jumped on that <clears> straight away, and everyone said, oh, it looks too much like a gun. It's a bit weird and stuff like that. It is, it is correct, but I think what, you, what we saw in those photographs was someone just didn't decide to flay out the wires. And you can flay out those wires and make it look a lot more ripped <coughs> off and a little bit more screen accurate. Mm-hmm. After that, what we have is a truly amazing figure. This thing is amazing. The really impressive thing is the, is the light in the eye. Every... I, I love lights on figures, but man, I can't be the only one that thinks the hot toy lights are always way too bright. You know, they're always way, even the Iron Man's always a chest like yeah. it just bedazzles you. It's like, no, a nice, have a nice, cool, soft glow. It's like, like they do with the Iron Monger's eyes. Those Iron Monger eyes were f- really nice. And uh, uh, it always bothered me with light. The, the light on this Terminator, though, is really nice. And you can kind of get in there and look, actually, look into the light and see little bits of little detail actually in the light. Now, that's obviously maybe a little bulb refracting or whatever is inside, but it's very good. Uh-huh. And the, the jacket, the jacket fits really snugly. On, the, on their previous T-800, the jacket was a little bit loose and didn't kind of cling to them in, 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 as, as screen accurately as, as it should be, and it suffered from that poofy dolly kind of thing a little bit to a little bit yeah and, and, and it wasn't but this jacket is just like once the begin it's like a thinner leather but it's like they've added purposeful creases on there especially on around the back and around the shoulders they've really added some really kind of I don't know how they do it they heat it or harden in certain areas of the leather where it really adheres to his body and it really gives it an absolutely screen accurate shape it's awesome the whole way it's burnt the creases on the the, 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 the trousers as well all of his trousers are like really battered up a couple little pock holes here and there amazingly worn down and again hard in areas where they kind of should be so it doesn't flop down and things like that's absolutely amazing it's like well, did you really actually burn this off? How, how did you guys actually do this? You know, like a whole is it real? Is it real leather on that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's real leather again. I'm pretty sure. It's oh, real awesome! Leather. Let me smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're not supposed like to be sniffing leather. your figures, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very, very uh, spinal tap moment. You know, s- yeah. Smell the glove. Smell the glove. There you go. I just, I just smelled the leather trousers there, and yeah, that that feels like leather. 
And, yeah, like you know, Jeff said, that quarter scale really does give you the option to, to get a lot better material than six yeah. scale does. It allows mm-hmm. it to flow and it allows it to be the right thickness. You know, it's so hard in six scale to do that. <clears throat> the quarter scale is finally reaching that level where they can do that. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm going to go slightly off piece here. One thing I will say, I recently got the, um, in fact, just, just last week, the, the new Blitzway um, Carlito figure. Oh, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. funny because here we are talking about, like, you know, how much more convincing on quarter scale it's and it is you know I'm not going to deny that but this is one of the finest bits of tailoring I've ever seen at one six it's, it's, it's one of those figures where um, they, they've done a great job on the sculpt and everything but I don't know if the jacket itself is real leather again I've got it in front of me it feels like it might be but smell. Um, smell it I just can't <laughs> tell perhaps just my olfactory senses aren't quite as good as they used to be it might well be vinyl but it has that kind of real soft feel like kind of you know Italian glove leather that kind of thing but uh, but no, I mean I didn't want to go off piece too far. But I'm just gonna say, uh, you know, sometimes I think you know when when people really kind of go all out, then the one one six scale can can almost be there, can almost be as good as the one quarter scale. They, they, they can, they can, they can, they can. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, 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 neither of the rest of you have got this Terminator in hand yet. Am I the only? Am I the only cool kid in town today? Yeah, yeah, you're the big boy. Okay, so I get to talk more then. Woohoo! Well, <laughs> oh, go ahead, James. <laughs> no, I have to give uh, a shout out to my brother. Uh, Justin, who uh, oh, yes. takes time out of his busy medical school schedule every month to listen to the podcast, um, and he was awesome enough to get me the Battle Damage T800 for my birthday. Oh, you lucky nice. man! So, um, yes, yeah, he's a good guy, so uh, but he's not to, here yet. You've got to wait left a Chinese New Year to get him, don't you? Yeah, but he's ordered though. Your brother has ordered him for you. Yes, so. excellent. Yep, excellent, excellent. And I guess you two so guys. So thanks, will just... Justin. Thank well, nice one, Justin. And 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 Jeff and uh, Mike, you guys are you you hope to get them? You you probably will get them, or are you at the mercy of uh, the re- the review samples? Kind of at the mercy, but yeah, it's one of those ones that is is for me personally is one that I would very very much like to get hold of. Um, but uh, yeah, there's something yeah. about that all that damage looks very cool. Yeah, he's one I may break down and buy if I don't hear something from Interview yeah. pretty quick. Cool. <laughs> well. And well, you and your glowing review does not help any. Oh, I'm telling you, I mean, oh, I mean what, what's amazing is like, it's like the fingertips are like, the fingertips are like worn off the glove and the endoskeleton is peeking through the flesh on the fingertips as well. And it's got the whole thing. And of course, it comes with a thumb up, doesn't it? You can do the, the uh, I was just going to say that thumbs up hand like puts it over the top for me. It really does. And it's, it's like, <laughs> you, you, the, the minigun, my God, the minigun is a weighty bit of stuff because it's partly made out of metal and partly made out of plastic. It's really impressive. There is a couple of metal components on there. Yeah, there are a couple of metal components on there. And it's really good. Admittingly, you know, this is, um, on, on this particular figure, I think the minigun's a bit of a waste of time because you do want to just pose him with that battle damage into arm. And as he comes with the, the ripped up jacket as well, he, he looks a bit odd with the, the thing he goes because he never really had it like that on screen. But for those of you who have the previous Terminator, oh man, you can kind of go to town and have a whole big one-fourth Cyberdyne scene, man. It's, like, pretty awesome. He comes with the, the bag, the, the big load of bullets, the, big, the, 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 the massive, like, that massive thick belt that these miniguns load into and stuff like that. Absolutely awesome. Um, the base, the base nameplate even itself has got a little bit more love gone into it. Usually the nameplates are a little bit weakly done on some hot yeah. toys, or on, on some interbase, admittingly. You know, sometimes the, mm-hmm. the, name, the name tags and these things actually come half-fallen off a lot of the times, I find. Yeah. And uh, so it, that's, that's got a little bit of love on there. It's got some lovely rust on the thingies. And again, just the face sculpt is beyond beyond imagining. It really is something else. To, it's so tightly done. It's, it's, it has to be the most accurate irony 
likeness I've ever seen in a figure. I mean, it even it even pulls down on the side of his mouth like the way the makeup actually did in the movie. It has that kind of he almost, he he has that total look. Those last few minutes where he's in the movie, it just looks like he's walked straight out of the scene. Fantastic. Yeah. And that's that. Am I right in thinking that Entebbe have kind of hinted on their website that they might be going down this, the, the the route of doing the T one thousand as well? Wasn't there a couple of like hints, uh, images that end, that Bill posted? I think. Yeah, didn't he? he posted something on Facebook, and then um, a couple hours later, it seemed like he took them off. Oh, really? I believe he said he was. They were thinking about doing another uh, T eight hundred as well. Oh, really? All right. Uh, what T eight hundred? If, if they if they do a quarter scale from the first film, I mean that that would be just be a moment where I'd have to break down. I mean that would definitely be a, a purchase. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, see, well, as as you said earlier, I mean, there's Hot Toys's T eight hundred from the Terminator one. Yeah. That, we saw that one pick, and that one pick looked plenty badass. Yeah. So I haven't even seen that picture. Yeah, no, they released one pick of it ages ago. I mean, it has to be, what, like nine months ago, maybe to a year ago now, that surely? Hmm. First, first announced a one Fort Scale Terminator one, and it's the police yeah. shootout one, and they, they showed it with the eye lighting through the glasses. By the way, if you do have the Terminator one from the Enterbay, or the, the, sorry, the, the, the regular T-800 from Enterbay, you can take the glasses off them. And put him on this battle damage terminator, and yes, the eye does perfectly shine through the shades. It is <laughs> seriously cool. You will yeah. just sit there and just be like, "That is so awesome!" Uh, <laughs> I think I've sold that enough there. Now, what do you think, then, lads? Definitely, I think yeah, they're going to be on the fence. They would have jumped. Yeah, they would have jumped. I made them jump. Yeah, I think the uh, the sales counter was spinning while you were while you were speaking. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Indeed, it did. Indeed. Well, it's it's my favorite figure, hands down, and I'm going to put it out there. I'm thinking this is the best action figure ever made so far. That's not said. They'll always make improvements. And I, I, you remember, I, one of my favorite figures of all time was the the Hot Toys is Terminator one, and I still, in my opinion, yeah. think that is just awesome. But this this just has a wow factor that is just undeniable. And now on the Hot Toy Cast, we are very happy to introduce you our very first guest. It is Mark Andrews from Big Chief Studios. Uh, Big Chief Studios, of course, is a UK company, and uh, it would, they're mostly known at the moment for busting out the wonderful Doctor Who license, and indeed we're working on Sherlock. So, if Mark, could you take us away, please, sir, and give us a little bit rundown on, on what Big Chief and who you guys are? Sure, yeah. Um, okay, right. Well, Big Chief uh, was set up by myself and uh, my co-director, Tony Leatham. Um, in previous capacities, I was the uh, head of design and product development for what was Cards, Inc. Um, in the UK. And we, uh, when we secured the rights for the master toy license for Harry Potter um, back in 2006, I think it was now, uh, 2005, 2006, some, at some point, um, we uh, we basically set about creating a whole three and three quarter inch range, including play sets and um, and uh, uh, magical creatures, and of course the figures themselves. And we uh, then were to to uh, to basically get the funding for the uh, for the manufacturer. Our CEO at the time decided that he was going to uh, sort of partake in this merger with Corgi. So uh, we were sort of. Um, you know, merged over with the uh, the Corgi team, and then they decided they wanted to separate off the entertainment brands, which then became subsequently Popco. Hence, why it sort of went from Cards Inc. to Corgi International to Popco. 
Um, and around the sort of same time, of course, we were still working on all the products that we had licensed as Cards Inc., sort of the more gift collector range, um, which included things like the cookie jars, the ceramic stuff, um, anything as simple as mugs and keychains, right up to sort of um, statuettes and bobbleheads and all sorts of things. And Tony, my co-director, he provided various sculpts for us. So uh, he did a lot of work on uh, Wallace and Gromit, um, where we did um, things like the cookie jars, and um, we did some bookends and statues, uh, and also parts of the Caribbean he worked on. He worked on the chess set, uh, and he actually developed uh, two Doctor Who statues, Tenth Doctor and um, Rose Tyler. Oh, and they were they were one six scale as well, and those were developed way way back. I mean, kind of two thousand four or something like that, two thousand three, two thousand four, and we had a nightmare with approvals. Um, uh, the BBC wasn't quite as au fait with collectors as they are now, so hence they you know they uh, they weren't too sure what you know was you know how to sort of play that. And they were lovely pieces, really were lovely statues, but they never got produced. Um, and yes, oh, we still do have the prototypes, but, Ooh, <laughs> but well, the master sculpts. Um, <laughs> but they've never seen the light of day. No, they've they've never seen the light of day. They've never been produced. So, um, so say so we knew Tony from working as a as a sculptor for us. Uh, that's what he did, and he provided sculpting services for us at Cards Inc. So that's how we met. Um, subsequently, he went on then, and he he got his own license uh, to produce Danger Mouse figurines, and. Um, in short, the, the, the work, because our sort of capacity was kind of project management, um, overseeing the, the actual product design, packaging, etc. And um, sorry, if you can hear that, that's one of, my, one of the little dogs who's decided to come in and dry herself all over. The <laughs> <laughs> She's it's pouring a rain here. They've been out for a walk. The dog's uh, not called Kena by any chance, is it? <laughs> is it what, sorry? No, she's not called Kena. I know this is Belle. Uh, this is Little Bells, Little West Highland Terrier. We have two others as well. We have an Akita and a Labrador. So we've got a proper set of Russian dolls we have. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, um, and and as I say, our capacity was the project management, packaging, etc. So uh, we've sort of tried in our individual capacities um, as individual suppliers, Tony doing sculpting, myself uh, and my guys doing uh, product development and what have you. And the work has kind of dried up, really. I've got to be honest with you. It was very, um, uh, you know, what work you can get, people don't want to pay for, um, <laughs> like they used to do, simply because, of course, a lot of it's done out in the Far East now, and with the advent of digital sculpting, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it or, or loathe it. And I sort of fall on the latter half, I'm afraid, when it comes to certain, you know, aspects of digital sculpting. Um, but that's, a, that's an argument for the time, I guess. Mm, but, I guess we might you know, pull you at some other stage. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, so we um, we said, well, look, you know, let's let's have a go at doing this ourselves. Like, you know, we've we've always done the work and made the money for other people. Um, we can do the job, hands down. Let's do it. Let's have a go. So we were in contact with the BBC and we decided to ask them. And it just so happened it was exactly the right time that they were looking to open up the collector side of the market for Doctor Who. Um, as I'm sure you're well aware, they've more than covered the toy market uh, quite. Indeed. So they decided, well, we, we need to sort of start looking after the collectors now, the kind of young adults adults, and, of course, the diehard collectors. And um, we actually proposed uh, a whole range of things, that one six scale, quarter scale, which, incidentally, we are actually um, licensed for as well. Oh, that's very oh, interesting. Oh, nice. Quarter so, scale. We were just talking about quarter scale. Yeah, we very much um, – it, it, it's – 
the, you know, I mean, we'll move on to it, I'm sure, in a bit, but the, the, the sort of year and a half that we've had trying to establish the company and, and get on our feet and problems with vendors, et cetera, and, you know, uh, trying to sort of negotiate the tricky waters of manufacturing in China have meant that it's sort of pushed everything along a lot further than where we we were certainly hoping hoping to be. Um, but even so, you know, the, the quarter scales are very much, um, you know, something that we are looking at and discussing it's unlikely we're going to see any this year, which is a shame, simply because it's the 50th anniversary. It would have been nice, but the reality is, um, you can only do what you can do. And um, uh, I think this year we've uh, we've got quite a nice, tight line plan that's um, that people are going to enjoy. And uh, we'll probably be looking to hopefully show our first, you know, put it up for pre-order, our first quarter scale toward the end of the year. But it won't be available until probably 2014. Um, mm. So we're licensed for that. And we also proposed to them at the time, we proposed busts as well, um, which, of course, they'd already been in com- conversation around the same time with Titan, who, of course, had done their, their really nice busts that they've uh, developed. So, um, so yes, yeah, so we, we, we went ahead with the one six and the one-quarter scale pieces and the dioramas. So that was kind of how it was born, really. We were sort of, you know, we, we, we'd known each other for quite a while anyway in, in service capacities through one another. And um, we just decided, well, you know, let's have a go at this. We've made the money for everyone else. Let's have a go ourselves. Now, you've you've covered this already a little bit in, in your previous remarks, there. But I mean, Doctor Who is a key license for you at the at the moment. I mean, what what plans yeah. do you have for the license in 2013 for for the Doctor Who fans out there? Well, uh, I mean, effectively, we know that everyone wants the Doctors first, and that's kind of, if you like, the first. Um, the first order of business, but that said, you also have to bear in mind from a from a, a company point of view. At the end of the day, this is a this is a business. We have to logically look at what characters we know are going to sell, and um, you have to you know create a, an assortment mix which is going to sort of mix the weaker performers with the stronger performers, so that you have a a balance of revenue. So because at the end of the day, if we don't bring the revenue in, we can't reinvest it back in for, to the line to produce more stuff down down the road. <laughs> So you know we have to balance that out, you know, and um, so the doctors that uh, we're going to be looking at this year, obviously, you know about the tenth already. Um, the fourth is the next one, which will be going up for pre-order around March. Um, so it'd be probably. Oh, so you're not going in numerical order then? You're just going to be bouncing no. around. No, we're going to be bouncing around. Yeah, um, the the next one after the tenth is the fourth Doctor Tom Baker, which we did actually preview at the Autumn Fair, and I, I think a lot of people have seen the photos that we had of the initial prototype, which we've been tweaking and making uh, improvements to. Um, and um, although I should stress that the head sculpt was approved very very quickly, which was fantastic. Oh, the same with David Tennant. Um, and then we're we're kind of going to put in between um, in the middle of the year, kind of the Sherlock and Watson pre-order kind of thing, so that we we uh. look to get those guys up for pre-order for the um, around about the July time. No, sorry, what am I saying? Um, we're looking to have them up for pre-order around about the May time, and we'll be hopefully showing them um, with the, the hopefully the partner that we're discussing with and negotiating with at the moment at San Diego. So those will be there for people to see as well. And then uh, toward the end of the year, we're going to be having a new 11th Doctor, um, which is in his, his all-new costume. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of, we, we're still looking at doing the costume accessory packs uh, throughout this year at different points. And, you know, we have said previously that we don't want to just 
stick out the same figure again and release the same figure with just you know a few costume changes. This one we think will denote a, 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 you know and warrants the um, the costume the, the whole new figure rather than just a costume pack there because the costume is so different um, and it will have a different expression as well of course and um, and it will come with the 50th anniversary display stand with the Gallifrey symbol etc etc and then also around the same time we'll also be doing William Hartnell as well first Doctor so it's for the Doctors um, we're going to have 10th 4th and then at the end of the year we're going to be having um, the 11th and the 1st around about just in time for when the actual anniversary date goes in, in, in the November um, as a Sorry, as a as a total uh, total Doctor Who like neophyte, can I um, can I ask if there's like a rhyme or reason to releasing them the way uh, you are as opposed to doing uh, doing the releases in like a numerical order? Really, Michael, it's just what I said a, a few moments back, where we we kind of having to balance the weak with the strong. Um, I mean, we know from looking at the sales figures, uh, the US is a massive market for us, and it is hugely important. Um, now that said, um, you guys kind of I mean, yourself probably and, and, a, and a few hundred or well, we hope hundred more <laughs> thousands more preferably um, won't won't be quite as aware of the you know the original doctors, the William Hartnell, Patrick Trouden, and we you know from what we've seen in, in terms of the market research has been done and has been shared with us, we know that uh, you know the US kind of has started to embrace Doctor Who around about the fourth Doctor Tom Baker and and then sort of much like in the UK kind of it fell away a little ways you know sort of when when we got more towards sort of number six number seven um and you know so we're kind of having to sort of balance it out you know and and to, to maximise the revenue you know we, we're not going to deny that's what we need to do because if we don't make the money um, that we need to off the figures, then we can't reinvest it back in to to do the characters that are, say lesser that we know are going to they're going to garner lesser sales, and we don't think the first Doctor William Hartnell, from what we we told anyway, and what we can judge from the market research being done, is going to be as strong a seller. Um, huh? You know, I I would argue if you want to collect them, most most people are going to probably want to collect them all. But then you, it's Doctor Who is a generational thing, and you'll probably get people that will collect their favourite Doctor and then won't bother with anything else. So, you know, it, it's that's why we're kind of doing it. I mean, we, we feel it's important to do 11 and 1, uh, 11 and the 1st, toward the end of the year, because we feel it's a nice bookend piece. You know, two bookend pieces. You've got the latest and you've got yeah. the, the very first. Right. And we yeah, think that's that nice sense. and timed for the, um, uh, for, you know, for the anniversary. Uh, which actually uh, obviously is in the, the, the November. Um, and the first two, the 10th and the 4th, obviously because they are the big hitters kind of thing, and it's going to uh, give us uh, the the necessary um, uh, you know revenue generation that will allow us to develop the line how we want to. In between all of these things that are sort of going on, we also are going to be kind of relaunching in a way the Dynamics range. Um, along with the tenth Doctor, we're going to be having the fourth Doctor. Uh, sorry, the um, the ele- the eleventh Doctor as well uh, that we're that we're working on right now. That piece has been worked on, um, and we've also got the costume accessory packs that we're going to try. Um, in all honesty, we don't know whether that's going to work or not. We just don't know because nobody else does it, um, mm-hmm. 
and we, we're you know we're going to wait and see. We're going we're going to try it and suck it and see, um, and um, you know hopefully people will will embrace that and want to work you know want to collect them. Um, we're trying to be mindful of people's pockets. You know, at the end of the day, the whole idea of that was. If you've got the money and you want to buy a whole new figure, you can buy the, the blank body from us. You can buy the cloth costume, the accessory packs, make up a whole new figure. If you haven't oh, got cool. the money, you can redress your own figure if you want. It It is, you know, it, you know, we're trying to be flexible, but we'll see what happens. And if, if people don't embrace it and it doesn't work, then obviously we won't continue with it. But we, we hope, we, we do hope that people will, you know, will uh, look at this. Because at the end of the day, these are these are not cheap items. They're... they're you know the the one six market is <laughs> seems yeah, to be on, the price seems to be on the increase ever more all the time. That, that's, <laughs> that's a very good point. Uh, the collectibles market really is, especially in the high end market right now, very competitive. So, uh, what challenges have you faced trying to break into that market, and what do you think small companies like yours need to do to compete in the six scale market these days? Well, I mean, it's quite funny because um, we we try and be as in you know as interactive with the with the fans and the collectors as we can. Um, you know, and and because we see it all the more, obviously, a lot of companies are kind of not standoffish. That's not the right word, but I think they're very aware of forums and and you know and and fan sites because they do tend to, at times at least, you know, descend into sort of the mob mentality a little bit on certain threads. So we, um, you know, we very much want to, um, you know, we we. Uh, we really want to kind of, um, you know, I'm trying to say, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> so take your time, you're right. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, for for us, we want to be um, a little different if we can to everybody else. Um, but you know, in terms of like the costume accessory packs and that kind of thing, and it, it, it's it's not an easy thing breaking into this market. It really isn't because there are so many people out there that are doing them now. And I, I think whereas the action figure market has kind of died back a little way because because of the price, because the the labour cost and the tool cost and everything has gone up so much, there seem to be a lot of companies embracing the one six format. And be, because obviously, technically, there should be less tooling involved. Um, Head, hands, accessories, um, but very often, you know, you end up tooling large chunks of the body. Um, for example, in our, our the case of Watson, we're going to be retooling sections of the body to make him shorter because he's a good half to three quarters of head height uh, shorter than, than Sherlock. Yeah. So we don't just want a one six scale figure that's exactly the same size as Sherlock. We just don't want that. Um, so you know, I think that's the the main thing to really consider is it's a large outlay of money initially that you have to that you have to spend out on any tooling and this is one thing i think that the fans don't kind of get they, they, they sort of they know a little bit about how you know how you know, that these things are expensive they're not cheap to produce um and and they are getting more and more and more expensive sadly because customers expectations because of what hot toys do and companies like hot toys and Interbay who produce incredible looking product incredible looking figures um and, and i'll be absolutely honest with you as we ha as I have on the forums, I don't know how they do it. I genuinely <laughs> don't know how to do it. I think it, either I'm I assume that the guy who owns the company is an eccentric billionaire and he just wants to be nice to people, 
Um, or I suspect it's largely because they're, you know, they're an Asian company. They're based out in Asia. Their uh, their standard of living in terms of the, you know, the the um, financial part of that at least is is lower um, than what we have over here, and uh, the cost of living at least. And because of that, obviously they pay their people less. So hence they can afford to keep their prices, you know, that much more reduced. Um, well, Mark, just so you know, I suspect there has something to do with a contract with Satan, so you might want to look into that. <laughs> that as well. But it is, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of money that goes into them, and that, that, that's the one thing that is a little frustrating you know, when you read this, oh, well, well, if they make more of them, they could sell them, they could, you know, they make more of them, the price will come down, and they can sell them for less. Oh, if, if that were the case, it, it just isn't, you know. As I said on the, uh, uh, the Sideshow Freaks forum, it was, I said, that the thing is, you have to remember, if you take one of these things apart, and you look at the work that goes into it in terms of just assembling the body, then putting all the sewing the clothes together, putting those on, and assembling the thing, and painting the uh, hand painting everything. You know, it, it most of the money goes on operations, not on the actual material things that you know the plastic and the and the fabric that goes into making the costume. Huh. Most of the money on the unit cost, at least tooling aside, on the unit cost goes into the actual assembling and the operations to put all these things together. So. Um, you don't really see a lot of cost saving, quite honestly. You, you know, you, you're looking. I'm not kidding you now when I say no more than sort of three, four dollars per piece, and that, and you're talking big numbers, big numbers, to be able to bring it down to that level. And that's largely yeah. because it doesn't matter whether you make five hundred or five thousand; they're all going to be the same job, really. It doesn't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> people might get a little quicker. They might get a little quicker because obviously they've done several hundred before this piece that they're working on now, but ostensibly they're exactly the same um, job that they're doing from figure to figure so you know it, it, it's a lot of money to um, to have to pay out for the figure so that of course Perrot passes on to the company it has to you know it has to invest all the money up front and with Doctor Who we found it a little bit tricky because quite honestly we didn't know if it was going to work you know I mean I, I, I am the eternal optimist I am very positive uh, Tony, by the, the, the flip side of that, is the eternal pessimist, and he's very, very cautious, <laughs> which is great. It's good to we have got balance. This, we got this great balance because you know I'm up there, you know, flying away with the fairies, and he's going, no, 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 come back down to earth a bit, and reins me in. And then he said, no, but hang on, look at this. If, if we only sell this much, it doesn't work, and we have to do this money, and you know, so he's very, very good in that respect. So, you know, we didn't know with Doctor Who it was going to work. We genuinely didn't because this kind of product's never been done before and we knew that the prices were getting higher and higher um, and to try and reach the same level of what Hot Toys has been able to do and what Enterbay are able to do with their product um, especially as a new company going out is very tough very very tough um, and that's not trying to excuse it it's not trying to say oh you know please please, please pity us um, it's nothing like that we we want to get to that level we genuinely want to be out up there with them um, but you know for us to do that we've got to sort of educate our vendors on how we want the quality and what we want you know what we want them to do um and um you know our, our first figure I, you know we were kind of i suppose you know sort of 90 percent happy with it um which is the mass on the whole here. yeah the mass myth. i mean you know on the whole it was very very well received and and we were pleased um with that but for me i'm you know i've got my george lucas hat on now and i'm kind of 90 percent happy with it now you know, it'd be nice to be able to go back and uh, tweak it and change it, but uh, we'll have to move forward. So, um, you know, and uh, we, we we have no intention, by the way, of, of going back and doing version 2.0 or 1.0. No, 
That's it. No, once you do it, that's it. Done. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we might do another... <laughs> if we did another 11th version of uh, 11th Doctor from season uh, 6, if we were to do that for argument's sake, uh, we'd probably do him, you know, differently in the sense of, obviously, different expression and, and you know... Um, We'd, we'd, we'd add something that'd be that'd be different. There'd be a reason for doing it if we were going to do it. We wouldn't just want to do the same figure again with slightly better clothing or, or whatever, or a slightly better deco. You know, we we you know on the whole we, on the whole we were very happy with it and we were very happy with the way it was received by the fans. But um, you can always improve, and that's what we we very much very much want to do that. So well, it's, a, it's 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 a great it's a great kick out the door. I think I think it's really helped put you guys on the map, and it's just great to have a UK company as well. Um, and obviously we appreciate that your time is short today so I'm going to try and squeeze in maybe one more question out of you if that's you, like, if you, you, if you wait, fine. You, whatever you need to I've you guys waiting so you uh, you far away I'm, I'm absolutely fine guys so. oh, excellent cool well the, one of my, one of my questions was is we all have our like favourite licences and, and, and our holy grail and we, we have always got the ultimate figure in our head that we'd like to see produced so what would be the one licence you'd love to work on and to bring the bring to market the, and, and the idea in the other world what would be your uh, right. Okay. Um, I've got several. <laughs> um, and t- Tony will just look at me and raise his eyebrows and go, oh, he's not here, but that's what he would be doing. Um, right. Okay. The way I would look at it is, and in a way, Doctor Who, brilliant license as it is, he's kind of um, a tricky one for the 1.6 format that we're doing because there are so many characters, you know, and, and which ones would you do? And, and but the price is too high to them all. You, you, you know, you just couldn't realistically because you you wouldn't have, the customers wouldn't have enough money to buy them all. So, you know, this is why it's nice to balance it out where you've got a license like Doctor Who, where you've got such an evergreen property that you can keep bringing you know key characters out. Um, and we would like then some smaller licenses in between. Um, the, uh, the I like to call them. You know, you, you uh, get on the ride, you enjoy it, you get off, and move on to the next one. Um, and that's kind of how I see Sherlock. And that that's not, you know, that's uh, that's not putting that license down because I think it's an incredible property. I think it's a fantastic show. But obviously, the, there's a limited number of characters that you could do realistically that would sell. So right. we'd like kind of to balance out, you know, the evergreen property Doctor Who that we could keep sort of bringing out characters for. Um, uh, key characters at the very least and then obviously um, you, you're sort of in and out licenses like Sherlock and the, the, the other, I'd like two evergreens I'd like, you know, got Doctor Who and I would love, 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 love um, to get another particularly well-known science fiction series that's been running since the 60s and, and in huge in America and has had any number of spin-off <laughs> series and films <laughs> that's yes. That's Indeed. the one that I would love to do. I even know how that would be packaging. Awesome. Because it's never really been done. Um, you know, not to that extent. It's never been yeah. done, and I think it's crying out for it. I really do. Um, seeing, you know, sideshows, premium format statues, I, th- I can't remember if they were the, one of the first ones they ever did in that format. Um, uh, yeah, of, yeah, they were, uh, and they did they did an outstanding job with it. They were great. They were absolutely fantastic. And seeing, I remember we, we had them at Cards Inc. because we were distributing for them at the time. Over, distributing some parts anyway, and, and those those two figures were uh, on display, those statues, and they were just mind blowing. And I mean, this is we're talking back when Hot Toys, you know, were, was not doing anything like nowhere near the quality that we're doing now. So, um, you know, when you looked at those premium format, they were beautiful, and I thought, yeah, you know what, that's that's fantastic. So that would be one I'd love to do. Um, I'd also 
the 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 in and out licenses i'd love to do things like um jaws i'd love to just do the three characters you know um oh, cool each one would come in my we discussed this a number of times and each one would come with uh um one of the gruesome body parts that they found so <laughs> I, I, I would i would love hooper to come with ben gardner's head and um and I thought it'd be really nice as well because each one of them could come with that particular part in one of the, the three barrels. Each one would come with a barrel, a yellow barrel, which I thought would be ah. nice to, to encase the thing because uh, you can't go down not with three barrels, not with three on him. So uh, I'd love, I would love to do that. I'd love to uh, to do Jaws. So um, so no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it, the the Jaws premium format that Sideshow did was uh, would would go nicely with that. <laughs> it certainly would. Uh, uh, <laughs> one I'd love to see just really as just like kind of a one-off piece. Um, really, I'd love to see a quarter-scale ET. I'd really love to see a um, really nice ET. You yeah, know, I'd love yeah. to have a, a nice signature piece of it. So I think that would be a that'd be a great nice little thing to have. That so, or even a half-scale. You know, half-scale ET would be quite cool. Yeah, so that'd be awesome. the problem that you have from a licensing standpoint is the money that most licensors want now for uh, for a license and um, very often it's a minimum of sort of an opening gambit of like $25,000 oh, which wow. is a lot of money now that's okay if you know you can you know you can sell enough product to pull that back because obviously if you guarantee them you're going to pay them $25,000 you've got to pay them that regardless of whether you make one product or no product you, you know you've got to you've got to still pay them that money um, and um, so you've got to know that you're going to be able to pull that back in sales because obviously that's their percentage that their percentage that they require um, you, and, and it varies their percentage differs between what you sell to retailers and distributors and what you sell to to the public um, direct to the consumer so you know you, you've got to balance it out and make sure it all works so that's why you need to kind of at least the minimum really is about three characters is what you need to to be looking at the minimum to make it work so unless you get a really cool licensor that's um, that's willing to work with you and not uh, and give you a low minimum guarantee and just then take you know uh, money on the royalties um, at the percent that they get so uh, that's uh, but you know it's not always not always possible to do that because at the end of the day they're running businesses as well so but yeah, there's, there, I mean, there's lots, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of things, you know. I, th I think we're crying out for a really cool Judge Dread. Oh, uh, oh. See, there you go. Now, 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 now we're talking. No, yeah. look, you know, I mean, I just think there's lots of different things. I mean, there's, there's still, there's an untapped market, I think, for it. I think there really is. Um, there's something that could be done that would be really quite cool. So I can imagine you guys doing a whole 2000 AD license, really. Strontium Dog, Rogue Trooper, oh, the works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, well, some years back when we were at Cards Inc. and we did the, we actually did some 2000 AD bubbles, bobbleheads. Right. Um, and they were really cool. They were really, really cool. And we had uh, Cliff, I think it was Cliff Robinson, who worked on the art for us. Who's one of the artists, and and he actually did uh, concept work, turnaround concept art, which is beautiful, of uh, of Judge Dredd himself, and uh, for for the one six format because we were looking at doing it at the time, and I definitely think that would be uh, that'd be a real winner to uh, to do that. So, yeah, I mean, well, I, think, I, I think there's lots. Of, I think there's lots of cool British properties that that we could look at as well. You know, even things like the Saint and. Um, and uh, and the prisoner. I, I think there's things that you know you could just kind of do little bits here and there. Um, what about Bond? 
Oh dear me! Um, it sounds well, like you've tried. <laughs> in- incidentally, we before we were Big Chief Studios, we were Big Chief Products, and um, we were the license holder of the James Bond replica license uh, that was then bought out by Factory Entertainment when they had to switch over to the US. And um, we we actually went in originally on the intention of getting the, the, the one six scale license. That's what we wanted. We didn't really want the props because um, cool as they are, we thought the biggest problem that you're going to have with props is that the one thing everyone wants is a gun and it's the one thing you can't make. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even, you know, we even muted ideas of doing kind of um, an exploded view of a, you know, a, a Walther uh, pistol um, oh, cool. that would be in a case. And you, so you couldn't take it out. You couldn't do anything with it, but, um, the, the the producers, you know, the uh, um, the, the uh, Dan Jack are very against anything sort of weaponized in terms of um, replicas. So sadly, that never came to pass. But uh, and and the the figural stuff is something that they they have issues with, and it's mainly a lot to do with the fact that they don't have likeness rights um, for the older movies. Ah. They don't have ah. that's one of the biggest issues because. As you can imagine, way back when, when they were made, such a thing didn't exist. And it was only in the latter years with uh, Pierce Brosnan and, of course, Daniel um, taking over the role that they kind of tied those actors in for likeness rights. So they kind of do have the likeness um, for those guys, but they don't have it for the older Bonds. And it's one of those things that um, I think it's just a bit of a a sticky subject for them, sadly. Um, Because, I mean, I'm with you guys. Bond would be incredible absolutely yeah and there's, there's one other one that i would love to do absolutely love to do and uh we have tried but to no avail i'm afraid and that's the beatles oh love to do the beatles i think you know you've got four sets straight away that you could just do you know sergeant peppers cavern club lady b i mean it's just you know the, the gray suit um yes yeah, you know, I think it'd be fantastic. And, and, be, and, and you, you've tried, and I mean, obviously, if you don't want to give it anyway, that that's fine. No, it's it's just it's likeness rights. It's it's all down to that. It's I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, we never really got that far into it, but it is it is likeness rights. And is so. all that stuff down to the individual agency that has to deal with the individual actor and and the deals that they have struck with the studios and all that? It's just it just gets so you start digging deeper and deeper, and it just gets more. Ugh. As you yeah, going. yeah. I mean, it can be, but then you know what? Never say never, because the thing is that, um, as we've seen now, what with Mattel's very cool uh, Batman figures, the Adam West Batman series, and of course, um, uh, what Hot Toys are doing and they're producing those figures. Well, we asked about that many, 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 many moons ago, and it was uh, forget it. You know, just we don't want to even go there. We don't even want to tell you the problems that we have with that. Mm. Um, uh, so I don't know what the issue was there. I don't know if it was actors. I don't, I don't know. I, no I think it was a Fox Warner Brothers thing that the TV original yeah, yeah. was owned by Fox and they were Warner Brothers characters and the whole big deal had to be searched. Something, something like that. Mike, did, did you know anything about that one? Yeah, that it was the different studios owning different rights. And it's the same reason why the DVDs took so, you know, it had been an yeah. issue to be able to put the show out. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Mark's absolutely right. You know, I used to bug people about that all the time because it's, it's a dream license for me. That we're getting it, and they would tell me, "Well, no, we can't do that. It's just impossible." And and what it came down to was nobody was willing to really go the distance to try. You know, they'd hear it was impossible. Nobody's going to agree, and so then they wouldn't do it. Well, clearly, over time, you know, Hot Toys has been able to, and Mattel's been able to to make some inroads there now. Uh, and it's probably because they've been willing to to put that pressure on and, and actually do the work. 
Well, there's another, another one. There's another I, properties like that, isn't there? You know that. We're, yeah, I'll give you another TV example, TV. though. You know, one time, remember the uh, the Family Guy figures that were uh, being done by um, Mesco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I bugged him about was you've really got to do a set from the Star Wars episodes. I mean, you just got to; those things will fly off the shelf. Uh, and the answer back was, "Oh no, it's too hard to get Lucas to do it." And I pointed out to him, "Well, on the shelf right now, Funko has a version of Stewie and the Darth Vader stuff. So clearly, Lucas isn't that impossible to it. It's just you have to go and and really try. And I think that you know sometimes that's the roadblock." You know, very often it's just it, it's a simple case of trying to talk to people. I mean, at the end of the day, they're only humans at the end of the phone, um, and you go meet with them, you go talk to them, and you know you can all you can do is try. I mean, there's a number, as I say, of, of other licenses like that that would um, that we've never thought would see the light of day. I mean, God knows how long it take to make a Spider-Man movie, um, <laughs> but you know, they, but they got there in the end, and they've clearly done it with the uh, 1960s Batman. <clears throat> so. I'm never going to say never. I think you know it may be possible one day to the Beatles, which I think would be awesome. Um, I think uh, you know it would be fantastic to see uh, uh, Blade Runner. Oh, hey. uh, awesome! To well, see that's dirty that. talk that is. You know, I mean that, but again, that's something that's kind of tied up somehow, somewhere. I don't know why. I have no idea. Um, but it is. Please do Blade one. Runner. Make that, <laughs> make that happen. I I would love. To do Blade Runner, I think Blade Runner would be absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and you know, I mean, uh, it, you just know it at work. It's just one. And, and again, you wouldn't do lots of characters because you, you know, you, you wouldn't need to. You just, you'd, um, but mo- most of the most of the main characters you could do quite happily, and uh, you'd have a nice little tight line. And it, and of course, you could make them look absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So um, one of yeah. them I'm I'm stumping for now that uh, the Batman '66 is done, which was always a a, a dream of mine. Uh, one of them I'm stumping for now and have been for years is somebody to pick up the Firefly license and do some some solid. Uh, six yeah, scale yeah, well, that mm. yeah, shouldn't well, be I that mean, difficult. I mean, you've seen, I'm sure, I know Greg, uh, my brother, is, you may or may not know, is Grego on the sideshow board, so some of your listeners, um, he does all the decos and what have you, and he's done um, a number of the custom sculpts for Firefly that people have sent him, and there's some incredible ones out there, there's some absolutely incredible um, well, and speaking of like the the sideshow site and everything, you know, with social media, every company nowadays, no matter how big or how small, has to get into a very close relationship with their customers, especially in this high end market. And let's face it, you know, six scale collectors are are somewhat opinionated, as you uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. mentioned earlier. So, how have collectors responded to Big Chief so far, and what plans do you have for perhaps increasing or uh, changing how you communicate with your fan base? Well, I think, I mean, like everything, we could always, always improve. And we'd be the first to admit that, you know. Um, we, we, we've, we've always will try and be as honest and as transparent as we possibly can. That's, that is something that I should add in. We, we really will. Um, without obviously disclosing financials um, exactly um, or, or something that's specific to a license requirement by the license holder, in this case for Doctor of the BBC. But um, you know the, the we would like to try and keep interfacing with the fans as much as we can via the forums. 
Um, but like I said earlier, they, they do tend to occasionally descend into mob mentality. And, you know, very often <laughs> a thread starts very, po very positively like it had with our Sherlock figures and, um, uh, and then the, the head sculpts it revealed and it was very, very warmly embraced. And then suddenly it went to, well, <clears throat> if there's going to charge this much, then their quality's not there. Their, their quality is only sort of what Sideshow were doing 10 years ago. Um, and the tailoring's not as good and all this. So, you know, I, I, I kind of chimed in. Um, you know, with the, you know, to sort of make people see, well, this is why. And I, I, I mean, I believe that we are actually above, in terms of deco, what um, sideshow were doing. I mean, sideshow seem to be really up in their ante on the uh, on the deco. But if you I mean if you look at some of their, um, say, some of their earlier Star Wars pieces and, and uh, mm. their, their Raiders figure, they're they're brilliant. You know, really nice sculpts, but they're kind of factory slapped on paint. So I think we're we're above that. I'm quite confident we're sort of above that, and and sideshow now seem to be specking up their their paints as well. So on the whole, it's been it's been you know really em warmly embraced, I think, by most people. As ever, most people want them to be cheaper, and you know what? <laughs> if, we could, if we could make them cheaper, we would genuinely we would. Um, it, so, but I think on the whole, people have liked the fact that we're a British company, as you've said yourselves, and and we're, we're we are we know you know we're. We're putting our hat in the ring uh, to be judged, and we just want to we want to try and improve our website. That's one of the first things that we're looking at at the moment, and we want to get a blog on the go because the in development section was always supposed to be a blog, and it never was. And the site was kind of you know we had limited budget at the start, so it, it's got limited functionality. So we're working on a, a new website as well um, at the moment to sort of get that launched later in the year, and we hope to have a blog on that that we can you know actually. Um, actually let people sort of see what's going on on a daily basis even if it's something as stupid as just saying oh we'll just you know we'll listen to the new Rolling Stones album or whatever <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> um, you know and that kind of thing and uh, we'd like to have a, a live Facebook feed on there as well which is something else we want to put in um, and Facebook has been brilliant I've got to say Facebook has been absolutely immense it's um, it, it's by far and away outperformed what we thought it was ever going to do for us so in that respect we've been really pleased with that and um, we still, you know, we want to we want to try and interface and, and and talk to collectors and fans as much as we can because, as you said, it's it's very important to do that now um, because the market has got smaller. You know, I mean, I, as I'm sure you guys remember, Sideshow putting out their Universal Monsters figures and their James Bond one six scale figures at forty bucks mm -hmm. or whatever they were, uh, but they were making like three five thousand pieces. Well, it's very very rare to to get to that number now. Very rare. Really? Um, you don't see as much of that Star Wars, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's a that's Star Wars. it's a one-off. Um, but you you just don't get to that level. You don't get to it at all. And um, possibly uh, Hot Toys with their Dark Knight, they they most certainly have, have um, done really well with that. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's again, it's a worldwide thing. I mean, that's the other difficult thing about who it, it's it, it, because it's a little bit more niche. It's more British. Um, you know, it, it, it the market is obviously a little bit smaller, but so that said, we've done really well with the states. The, the, the US market's been incredible. Um, I've really embraced it. So yeah, we just we just want to improve. Want people to talk to us, tell us what they'd like to see. We're trying at the moment to get a sort of um, we're looking into the legalities of it to make sure everything is right and how we have to go about setting up sort of layaway flexi payments for people. 
um, because we, you know, we know a lot of people want that. These are high-ticket items, so we want to be able to give people the flexibility that they can pay for it monthly or you know, or whatever, however they want to sort of pay it that way. I mean, we're, we're getting it all the time. We get people, just take my money now. Do you want my money? I'll pay you all. Or we've had people from <laughs> take Russia. Take my money. Literally, people from Russia, people from Japan, people from Australia saying, I've had one person from Australia saying, I don't get internet access very often. I'm, I'm out in the bush. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it's like, can I pay for the Sherlock figures now? We don't even know how much they're going to be. <laughs> Seriously, we don't know yet. And yet we've got, we've got them saying, you know, can I pay for it now? So, well, how do we, how do we even say yeah go on then give us two hundred dollars? It, it doesn't work like that. So um, you know, but it, it's we would like to be able to give people that flexibility and 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 improve on the customer service. But you know, we're a small company, and um, we've we've got to we've got to sort of um, do the best that we can. And like I say, we we know there's room for improvement, and we're, we we are trying hard to do that. Uh, so. And are you are you a collector yourself, Mark? And if so, uh, what do you collect? Uh, yeah, well. Um, I am in my little study bedroom here at the moment, and uh, I'm surrounded by my Indiana Jones collection at the moment. I'm uh, I'm, I'm nice. a big Star Wars fan. Uh, I would grow up, you know, Star Wars kid, six years old, seeing that movie. Um, and uh, but I kind of didn't fall out of love with it. it not, and it's certainly not a prequel hater. I must add that as well. Um, <laughs> I tell, you know, the prequels are fine in my my eyes. They're very much. Uh, they're very much a roller coaster, um, like you know. But um, they're not, they're not the originals, as we all know. But they're still they're yeah, still good yeah. fun. But I, you know, big collector of Star Wars, had a very sizable collection, master replicas stuff, and and a lot of sideshow stuff, and um, sold a lot of it. Actually, ended up having to sell a lot of it for for various reasons for for big chief and different things. So, wow. um, and just sort of you know moved on. But also because kind of. I always had this pipe dream, um, which has been realised by someone in the States now, fortunately, or a group of people. I had this pipe dream of winning the uh, the lottery in the UK and buying enough land uh, and having a life-size Millennium Falcon built that would put my have my, has my collection. Oh, that that was my my nutty dream, um, and I still got it there at the back of my head. So maybe one day, well, and it, it was kind of a big X-wing and a Tie Fighter, didn't they? Some do. The yeah, they were yeah. very cool. Very, very cool. But I mean, it, it, the realization came uh, a couple of Augusts ago now, however many years back. I walked into the, you know, went, climbed up into the loft where all the collection was, and I just uh, looked around and I thought, oh, geez, what am I going to do with all of this? And it was kind of, that was the point. I thought, well, you know what? I don't need it. And, th- and it suddenly hit me because I used to say, well, I don't really want to sell it, but I'll, I'll buy this, you know, if I, if, I, if I was to lucky enough to win the lottery and I could buy a bigger house and everything, then I could. I suddenly thought, well, hang on, if you win the lottery, you, would, you can buy it all again. So <laughs> at that point, I thought, well, you know what? I don't need it now. I don't need it all around me. And I, I just now, because I, I had like all the figures and it was just getting ridiculous. I mean, I don't know, Hasbro putting out like a 200, 300, 400 figures a year and it was just yeah. stupid. It, it was silly. And you couldn't keep up. You, you literally couldn't keep up, not just because of the financial commitment, but just where the hell do you put them? Um <laughs> And I I had them all open. I wasn't interested in package stuff. I wanted them open. Um, and I also made a really wise decision um, to separate them out with their weapons and had the weapons in different things. And and uh, and then you know after going through my 168th lightsaber, I thought, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> so um, and one Darth Vader cape, cape looks very much like the next after after you've gone through about 20 of them. So yeah. um, I thought, you know what, this is this is just silly. So I I ended up. Um, moving all those, and I've just I've got a lot of sideshow stuff. I 
I've got the 3PO and R2 on order. I love that. I've got Boba Fett sitting next to me here, the 1-6 scale. And I've got uh, the Hot Toys Luke Bespin, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's so good. But my indie stuff is largely made up from stuff from the fan community, to be honest with you. Greg's done a lot of custom work on the figures for me. He did a fantastic motorcycle sidecar with uh, Henry and Indy. And I've just got lots and lots of uh, props, and it, it looks great. It's all in my uh, my customary collector's uh, collector's favourite D12 cabinets, and um, <laughs> but, but they look really cool. I mean, I've got uh, the fan stuff. To be honest with you, is just awesome. It's absolutely fantastic. I love it because there's something because it's not being churned out in a factory. It's something nice that's you know it, it's, it's got some love in there. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, my Grail diary and. Um, and everything, you know, I mean, monkey heads and crystal skull, and you know, you a shrunken monkey head, brilliant. I've got, yeah, I've got, I've got a shrunken uh, the head actually. We we um uh, we we made that one up. We bought it from a guy making the kits on the over on the RPF site, and uh, I found um a brain mold, uh, which is actually meant for making soap, uh, with the right size on eBay. So I bought one of those, and um, he's got a he's he, and we and then we bought some stuff from. Uh, uh, some special scenic stuff, which is like for making water. So it's like a jelly kind of thing, and um, it's great because the brain—you can squidge the brain. It's really cool. Oh, awesome! So yeah, so yeah, I'm very much, very much a collector. Greg's into Batman. He's a huge, huge Batman fan. He's got you know most of the Hot Toys stuff, the Tumblr, and everything else. Um, and Tony doesn't like any of it, which is fantastic. <laughs> he, he's he's got no. He, he like you know he likes it, appreciates it, but he's just got no real interest in collecting anything like that. I think he's got more sense. He knows, you know, well, it's costing too much money. But, um, yeah, I'm, in a, I'm big, big fan of it. I mean, one of those things, you know, I'd love to collect lots and lots of pieces, but at the end of the day, it comes down to space. It so, always comes down to space, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, money, obviously, is, is the first good thing, but space, you know, and and some of the things that you see, I mean, the, the legendary scale stuff, I mean, well, what are you going to do? Sell a kid? Because you're going <laughs> to... That's where the kid goes. That's where my Galactus statue is going to go. You basically you get rid of a seven-year-old if you get rid of one of them if you buy one of them. So, um, which is uh, you know, uh, and um, frowned upon. Yeah. Well, it's so. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I love it. I mean, I I love all this stuff. I just, I absolutely love it. I love the fact that the quality is getting better, and you know, everything about it. you, know, you have to ask yourself, where's it going to end? I mean, when you see some of the stuff that Hot Toys are doing, their new GI Joe, I can't remember the the white shadow the guy. Storm shadow guy. Oh, Storm Shadow. That's just annoying. It's just immense. The ah. typing on that and the, the work. It, I just, you know, I sent the pictures to Tony. I said, well, how the hell they've done that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it, how, they, how they've done the stitching on it. There's like micro, micro, micro stitching. So they, they must have some real serious umpa-lumpas at that factory have been able to stitch those things with tiny, tiny hands. So. I think they're made by ants. They're going to be, they've got to be, they're, but they're really, really cool pieces. So, you know, that's the kind of thing. It's, it, you know, I, I do. We do get the odd bit stuff. So I've got like uh, the Hot Toys Jack Sparrow and um, Superman, and uh, I've got some of the Dragon in Dream pieces as well because some of their the, the work that they do in terms of the accessories for their military figures. It makes Hot Toy what they do for accessories look like you know, Charles <laughs> toys. I mean, some of the work, and I've got the. Captain Miller, um, which is basically Tom Hanks from you know, Saving Private Ryan. And when you see the work that goes into that, I mean, it took three hours to assemble the darn thing, putting all the belts on and the gaiters and everything. Mm. It's incredible, absolutely incredible. So when you see some of that work and you think, well, yeah, we've, we've got to be getting up with that. So, um, and that's, 
that's the kind of stuff where we where we want to you know improve and, and get better at and um, and just you know produce some really cool looking stuff. So, well, you know, Mark, I suspect you guys are going to. You know, we're really looking forward to 2013 and the stuff that's uh, coming out from from Big Chief. We really appreciate that you taking your time today too. We know that you're very busy, and and we really appreciate mm-hmm. you taking our time to talk to us. That's absolutely fine. I hope I haven't uh, rattled on too much. Oh no! Oh no! Excellent stuff. <laughs> we, we 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 happily rattle on for longer, but obviously we you know we 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 got a time that. But I I just one of my final thoughts was I think, at at the rate you guys are going, I think you'll have the more figures you have you start putting out there, and of course with the, with the new the Doctor Who the David Tennant Doctor Who, it'll you'll you'll start to be able to punch a bit higher now and punch a bit harder because the products will speak for themselves. Like oh, who are these guys making these nice Doctor Who figures? So I could see you guys making. Some Beatles and indeed some Star Trek 1960s. Very happily, I'd I'd love to be there. I mean, you know, we were kind of Star Trek is something there because I mean I, I love Star Trek anyway. Um, but it would be it would be great to you know concentrate on British stuff if you like because obviously, um, Sideshow uh, um, and a lot of the US companies handle the US licenses really really well. Um, so it would be lovely for us to do things like the Saint Prisoner. Um, Avengers. And, um, you know, Avengers, yeah, would be really cool. Avengers would be fantastic. Uh, so all that kind of stuff would be really nice. I'd even love to see some Jerry Anderson stuff. I'd love to see some really nice, uh, you know, if you like one six version of the puppets, I think would be quite nice to see. But not 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 idealizing them, just literally recreating the puppets at the size, I think would be quite nice. <laughs> oh, that would so, be cool. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things, that, but I think there's a lot of mileage in the British stuff, but yes, yeah, Star Trek is kind of, it's, it's, it's there, niggling at the back of my head, so I'd love, love to talk to them about it, and, um, you know, it's something that, uh, it, it's run before you can walk stuff, and that's what Tony's always telling me, you know, it's just oh, like, right, yeah. just calm down, just... <laughs> It's it's very exciting watch, watching a company like yourself and like growing up and stuff like that. Maybe maybe we will try and get you back on on the show in about twelve months' time, and and we can pick it up from there and see where yeah. you guys are from now. Would that be cool? Seriously, seriously, guys. Whenever I know it's it's been a bit hectic this this last sort of three since the pre order went for pre order went up for the tenth. It just went nuts, and um, we, we, you know, we're—I mean, we're answering, you know, on, on the weekends up until the early hours of the morning. The support emails because obviously people in Australia and people in America are asking us various things. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's um, we're we're having to work, you know, extra hours on it, but it, it's worth it, and we know it's going to be worth it in the long run because, uh, you know, we, we've we've got some cool customers that want to see some really really cool product, and um, we we want to bring it to them. So. You know, we'll we'll working. So whenever you've got space and you want to you want to talk again, or you want an update, um, you know, yeah, by all means, uh, call me up. Well, where we are um, eagerly anticipating the the tenth Doctor, which is the fiftieth anniversary, which is available to pre-order now, boys and girls, from Big Chief UK. And so is Amy, by the way. Oh, Amy and is so still, is Amy. Still available. We still have a small. There's not a massive amount left now. The signature edition's virtually gone, so um, which is which is good. Um, there's still obviously uh, some of the uh, limited edition stock as well. So, um, but yeah, it's um, that will be with us as I say. We're, we're uh, it should be mid to the end of April. Just depends on obviously when it ships from China. We're just waiting on confirmation, but we won't know that till they get back after Chinese New Year. Oh, and they're all busy getting drunk at the moment, so uh, we won't be able to talk to them just yet. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we're we're very excited to see what's going to happen. Mark Andrews Great. from Big Chief Studios, thank you very much for coming on this episode of Hot Toy Cast. Thanks very much, guys. You take care. Have a good uh, rest of your day. All the best, man. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Oh, there you go. That was a nice interview, wasn't it? It was. Uh, Mark's a good guy. It seems like he's really got his finger on the pulse of kind of the collecting community in general. 
Yeah, very cool, very cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that makes it to the end of our show. Just before we end, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, our UK listeners. Um, a lot of us, obviously, are really trying to avoid uh, import fees and whatnot. Uh, and obviously, we've got to ship it from Japan and, and, and stuff like that. And as we know, with Sideshow Collectibles, it is a case of... Um, you know, we, we are guaranteed to get paid import fees because you know they're very strict because they use FedEx and whatnot. Uh, but if you're in the UK, a, a store that I've, I've kind of recently discovered is modelzone.co.uk. They're starting to sell hot toys now too, so you might want to check those out. And uh, if you feel there's any topic we should be covering, you know, please let us know. Please e- email us in. You'd always check out Mike Crawford's uh, w- website, and obviously my you can email me as well at aimon at aimonart.com, and uh, or just follow us on Twitter uh, to check that out. Uh, on our upcoming future podcast, we're going to cover things like, you know, how the world outside perceives toy collectors, you know. I blame Dexter for a lot of stuff there. That that Dexter episode <laughs> did nothing good for collectors. <laughs> not at all. And it's always the collectors that are the psychopaths. Go figure. There you go. And it is True. Packaging to keep or not to keep. Unrealistic expectations from collectors. To mod or not to mod. Factory fresh or repaint and redressed. You know. On our upcoming podcast, we have some more, even more prestigious guests. Uh, so we hope you'll join us on our next episode, which will be episode six. So from all of us here at the very hot, classy, and altogether upmarket podcast, we wish you a good evening. And as with all, every, every high-end action figure, please always handle with care. You never know what can happen. <laughs> <laughs>